All right, we got a good podcast for you guys today. A great podcast for you guys. We got special guests in the building. I'm your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Man, I'm excited because Sheila Ami is coming to the podcast today. In a few short minutes, you will hear her voice. If you don't know her, she's an actress, voiceover artist, theater creator, environmentalist, gardener, lady who just loves being silly and we like those type of people when they come here more importantly we're talking about um her role on the hit show on apple uh, on apple plus tyran we're in season two and quite honestly she steals a show in every episode she's in she had man at the risk of spoiling a lot of things that we're going to talk about let me just stop because Sheila, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about Tyran. We're going to talk about season one and two. Um, it's hard. Look, it's hard because I I love my shows. And when I get into them, I turn into fanboys. Guys, you know, when you listen to this podcast, I get in the fanboy mode. So the actress versus the character, I always have this problem with. Mainly because when I'm looking at the actress... I only see the character and I got a bunch of questions so I do my best to not spoil things but I give her that uh come on now come on now but to those who are listening to the sound of my voice I should do one thing for this interview start go to samshownation.com your home for everything related to just talk with sam podcast yes right there on the just talk with sam podcast front page is a donate button. Look, we've been doing this thing long and strong for 13 years. I want to keep doing it for 13 more. So please click that donate button and give whatever makes you feel like a good person. Every single solitary red cent goes back into this podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. And by doing so, you, yes you, you can get a chance to push samshownation.com. Uh, we pay for server costs. We pay for all the things. Like, everybody and their brother has a podcast, but it ain't cheap. For some reason, it's just that's how it worked out. Everybody wants their voice heard until, you know, it's time to pay a bill. So, here we are. You guys have helped to keep the free funny free. So, please go to samshownation.com. Click the donate button and give whatever you, makes you feel like a good person. But maybe you're one of those people. You want a little bang for your buck. You want a little um, salt for your wares. You want to show it off. You can always go to samshownation.com. Go to the store link and get all your Just Talk With Sam podcast merch right there. Whether they're hats, t-shirts, uh, stickers, um, whatever's there. Whatever you need to show the world that, hey, I really rock with this podcast and I love this podcast. It's all right there. So please go to samshownation.com. Get all your merch there. You get it that way. Speaking of the podcast itself, you go to samshownation.com. Hit the podcast link and you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts right then and there right there on the page but maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently whatever apps you got on your phone we are everywhere we are wherever podcasts can be found whether that be TuneIn, whether that be stitcher whether that be apple whether that be amazon whether that be uh google play just put in just talking with sam no gn talking in your podcast search registry and you can subscribe, rate, and review with whatever service they got. And please, subscribe, rate, and review. And it's all right there. We got a few sponsors this week. 
before I jump into this. I, I gotta compose myself because Sheila coming to the podcast. I got questions, and I'm just playing hype. So, one of the things I want to do while I'm in professional mode, you, I want you to go to samshownation.com. One of the first sponsors I want you to go to is the good folks at Honey. Oh yeah, Honey. Go to samshownation.com on the current promotions page. Click Honey. Look, those who don't know what Honey is, let me tell you what Honey is. Look, the internet, we're all, we're all internet shopping at this point. We don't know what's going on. There's a pandemic that's still raging. You don't want to go to the store. Uh, convenience, whatever it is. Honey, if you go to Honey, get that app, and it scours the internet on all the promo codes to save you money whenever you do some online shopping. And I'm sure my online shoppers know the thing or two about promo codes and you try to get whatever. But Honey scours the entire internet of promo codes to save you money. This is one of the sponsors that saves you money with Honey. The only thing we ask you to do is go to samtronation.com, click the Honey link. You can download it to your computer. I think there's a mobile version available. And with that... Whenever you're about to purchase something online, it scours the internet for the best deal available, and it gives you that best deal. So, the best way you could do it is go to samshownation.com, get some money with the good folks at Honey. So, please go to samshownation.com on the current promotions page, get some honey, and save yourself some money. The next sponsor at samshownation.com, since we in the saving mood, is the good folks at Upside. Look, I'm just going to be straight up with you. Gas prices are crazy. End of sentence. Inflation is happening at a rapid rate. End of sentence. The best way for you to save yourself some money. If you are paying at the pump, you want to go to a nice restaurant, you want to go get some fast food, Go to samtronation.com and click the Upside app. Look now, I don't know what you're doing, and if you're going to the pump, you can save at least 25 cents a gallon of gas on your first um, use of Upside. Upside is doing this. All right, here's what Upside do. Upside categorize its partners in your nearby area. And it says, go to this gas station, go to this restaurant, go to this place, and you, within, I think it's like four hours, you buy something, you click the receipt, and they give you your money back. I really wish it was more to that, but yeah, it, it is. Man, personally, just going paying for gas. As of the recording of this podcast, I've already saved over $75 on gas. Man, go to samshownation.com, get Upside, get the app, go and do it. Because Upside, there's always an Upside. The only Upside is ready to make every day more rewarding. And those rewards come right back to you. So please, go to samshownation.com, get upside, save yourself some money. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the good folks at amazon.com. 
I know, I know, you hear me talk about this every week, but Amazon truly does have everything from A to Z. And since we're ordering online, the only thing I can actually do is go to SamTrollNation.com, click the banner at the homepage and current promotions page, and you, yes, you can get Amazon, whatever you got, sent to you in two days or less if you got Prime. I have, um... I'm frequent in Prime, especially this week, and you know, music and everything going on, and I'm feeling good, and I'm getting ready. I'm I'm about to talk to Sheila, but Amazon got me covered, and even though the good folks at Apple, I, I watch a lot of Toronto on Apple, but Amazon got you covered. When I sat down, I'm getting these snacks ready to sit down and watch my girl Sheila. Give an acting clinic. I went to Amazon. And the best way to do it is go to SamTrollNation.com. Click Amazon.com. Shop as you normally would. They got everything from A to Z. So, that's enough of me right now. What I'm going to do, I'm going to hit the button in about 90 seconds. We're going to see this great interview with my girl, Sheila Ami. And we're going to talk about some Tehran. See you in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I Review on iTunes, y'all. But it's obvious, if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. Now we're recording. Hi. I'm doing great, Sheila. Oh, man. I've been waiting on this because I have been, um, for starters, I have been watching Turan just to catch up, season one and season two, and hoo-hoo, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. Let me love you till the morning comes. Shout out to the good folks at uh, Ready for the World. Come on, now. That ain't the first time you heard that. Man, it, oh, I wish it. I it feels like the first time, Sam. Even if it may not be, but it. I think it might be the first time I heard that. Seriously, I mean, I've heard the song, but for That's someone to say 
Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> right, I was going to say, don't tell nobody you never heard that song. That's right for the world now. That's Flint, Michigan. You know, I'm a homer. Oh, I love that song. But okay. when I'm getting at it, I, I, I love your performance in season two. And at the risk of boiling stuff, I'm going to pick my words very carefully. Thank and you. And it is, for starters, season one and season two. You can't trust nobody. I, I, I just, here we are. Here we are. Right. I just, I want to ask this question. I'm walking, I, I'm walking a fine line because if I keep talking, I am going to spoil something. But, um, <laughs> What did you take away from this series? What did you feel um, on and offset with your character? Okay, so what I took away from this series. So before working on Tehran, I'd never worked with Israelis before. And what I realized is that I am crazy about Israelis. The, I mean, they're just such, they're such a wonderful group of artists. They all, uh, with Tehran specifically, they're the, the Danny Serkin, the director, and Donna, the, the, the producer. Uh, there are many producers, but Donna and Shula, and there's, there's Julianne Leroux and Alana Lanya. Um, but Danny and Donna and the, uh, our cinematographer, we call him Gigi, um, they're friends. So they've been family friends for years and they go to each other's homes all the time. So it really felt like, uh, uh, it, it felt like a family. And that was really lovely. And then because of the fact that Tehran was filmed in Greece, and so half of our, or more than half of our crew were Greek, I realized how much I love me Greeks. Okay. And um, okay. it was it was just wonderful. It was so wonderful. And, and how, yeah, it was just great. I want to ask this question because there's a lot of serious matters that's in the show. And everyone, for the most part, on camera is super serious and or on edge, if not both. Were there any funny moments or lighthearted moments during filming? Or was it just kind of brooding all in Greece? Or Oh, did, did honey, everyone... are you kidding? First of all. I have to ask that question. You have to, of course, you know, we are, okay, so Iranians, we are so funny that we do not take any moment seriously. You're not going to get through five minutes without getting some kind of a joke or, so we had so much fun. We had so much fun. Glenn Close, uh, on my first day of shoot with Glenn Close, she uh, got the whole um, crew and everyone in the in, in my house, in Nahid's house together. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, we've got to sing happy birthday to my friends. So we did this video singing happy birthday. And, oh, I had the best time. I have some new best friends today because of the show. And you can't make any best friends if you're all serious and brooding. Okay. I'm so, good. I'm yeah. all right. That makes, that makes me feel good. And I'm glad you brought it up. You portrayed a character, Nahid, and you're the wife of Faraz. He mm. is a skilled investigator. He really takes his job super serious. Something I've been trying to answer for the last two seasons, maybe you can help me. Um, does Faraz love his wife or his job more? Because there's always some give and take. Like, you he know, loves the job. Loves clearly loves his wife but there are some scenes and i'm wording my words very carefully where there's there's a lot of eye rolling from the heat where you're just kind of like 
Yo, if you break one more promise, it's on. We we gonna have this talk at home. But you keep yeah. your face on throughout the entire well series, the both both seasons. Right. Right. Um, absolutely. And uh, so I, I'm so glad you picked that up. The Faraz is crazy about his wife. His wife is his life. However, Faraz's character, and I'm sure that the Israelis who wrote this character didn't realize this, but for us Iranians, his character is based on this mythological character that we have. His name is Rostam. And Rostam was a warrior thousands of years ago, and he was a warrior. And he had um, devoted his life to the king. And why? Not because the king is a man, but because the king, it's what the king represented. The king represented the happiness, health, and thriving of the women and children and people of that nation. So Rostam, as a warrior, devoted his life to that nation and was incredibly loyal to his king, so much so that he ends up killing his own son. Because his own son goes and works, you know, becomes the general of another nation. And Rostam doesn't know that it's his son. And he kills him. And, and he finds that. And, and it uh, kills him inside when he finds out that he just killed his son. However, he is so loyal to his nation and to his king that even had he known that was his son, he would have fought him. Hmm. Because of his loyalty and his morality and that what he you know what he's working for so faraz is caught in the same situation where he needs to keep his nation safe from what to him are and are intruders right. that are going to come in and harm his nation and harm the women and children and people that he is uh protecting but at the same time there's his wife who is his life but he you know he is he it's a tough situation to be in. It is. And I run the risk of spoiling. I know, I know. But there is this one part in season one. And I, I know I'm coming off super fanboy because I am. Uh, but um, <laughs> but this it's, it's is part of season one where when she got kidnapped, and this could be the last time, well, you, I'm trying to separate the art from the artist, but like you're talking to him this is going to be like the last time you can possibly talk to him. And he still didn't break. He asked him to sing a song. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, he said, <laughs> like, no, nah, we good. Then you end up singing a song, which actually does more harm than good. Without spoiling. I'm, 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 I'm trying to word it right, but he still didn't break. But the love was there because it was like, even though he didn't do what you said he was going to do or, or what you requested, he wanted to so bad, but not do it. And you were just like, Oh, I know my husband. Yeah. I kind of saw this coming. And then you do, man. Yeah. Right. Can you tell me a right. little bit about that. I know we run the risk of spoiling it. Apple TV, I know. Gag, I, I, but there is, it's a fine line to talk about this thing without spoiling why you're there in the first place. And and you know what and you know what killed me was and this was something that me as the actor playing the character didn't know that that song the said song that that I sang to him yep. that 
I was being manipulated to sing that song. See, that's what I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about it. But, but I'm yeah. so glad that you got that because I didn't even get it as an actor. And I and I'd read the script. So in reading the script, right, I'd read it backwards and forwards, preparing for it. And I didn't get that that was a manipulation until the director told me, guess what? Guess who just manipulated you? And I was like, wow. When you watch and so, that scene, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, I just wanted to say that it was played so well that even watching that episode, I didn't, even as an... Uh, an audience member, I didn't realize that she's being manipulated, and you caught that. Yeah, Sam, that's amazing. You're in, you're in it. You're, you know, you're acting, and well, to the benefit of everyone else watching, we get a chance to sit back, like, oh no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, and like, and then when you did, it was like, oh goodness. And, yeah. And you, all right. First of all, I'm hooked. I've already, you already caught me with this, but. You know, shout out Apple TV gang. I want to give a nice little mention to Little America. Also, oh, co-starring Sean Toomes, who I got to be is your TV husband over several series. Um, shout out to Sean. Like, the chemistry yeah. you have as, um, I guess, husband and wife, TV husband and wife, across mm-hmm. multiple series, how did that come about? Are you just, you just work so well together? You're cool Wow. You're you. You tell me. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much for, for mentioning that. And I have, I love Sean Tube so much. He's such a good human being. He's just a good, solid human being. And uh, who doesn't have what we say in, uh, in Persian, people who are really good and solid, they don't have uh, glass shards. Mm-hmm. He's just pure and such a wonderful actor. He's so charismatic. But our chemistry on the set comes from an incident that happened when we were filming Little America for Apple TV. And uh, the incident that happened was, first of all, Sean was going through some uh, personal crisis at the time. So my heart was open to him and, and feeling for him because of what he was going through. And the day before our first day of shoot, I had an accident in the gym doing something so stupid. I don't even want to mention. But no, you, I almost you, we're here my- now. You got to tell us. I was on this ecliptic, the elliptical machine that I never get on, and suddenly I picked my right foot up and started going up and down with it, and it got caught, and it went crunch, and I heard the bones go crunch, and there was this wonderful man, and he was a trainer. Uh, he was, and he was in the gym. He was this African American guy, and I, and and he picked me up and he took me to my room, and and he and I have become really close friends since. And then Sean came to my room, but when Sean saw what I was going through, and he was worried that I was going to be replaced because an actress with a broken foot, like a broken foot, was not part of her character that his worry for me and my worry for him, I feel like um, made us really have a certain chemistry that started in Little America, and now we get to be together. Thank God for Apple TV. Oh, that's awesome. And you said, that's awesome. And how you say a broken foot, well, how the show went back. I mean, like, if you really sit back and think about it, how the show went Thank goodness it wasn't broken. And there's a scene in Little America where Sean and I are walking down the hallway and you see me limping. And it was because Mm. of that. But it wasn't broken. But Okay. 
right. Just saying, like, now I'm looking at Teron, where I'm just kind of like, you had a broken foot then. Well. Yeah. Um, but in season two, you kind of mentioned this, too. You spend a good chunk of uh, time with Glenn Close, who's new to season two. And I want to say, you don't flinch. And there is some moments, and again, taking my words very carefully, where there, it is intense between you two. Two is like dueling actresses going off. Just, I feel, I did a little homework. You, you attended the Ruskin School of Acting, and you learned under John Ruskin as well as Sir Anthony Hopkins. So was that something like, oh, I, oh okay, I know what it is to be around the best. I'm not going to flinch. And is, is that what it is? Or is it just kind of like you got caught up in a role? Sam, I love the questions you ask because you are so connected to what I was going through. I had to prepare for that role. So in all the... the uh, I had a long time of preparing for it. And I have this... Uh, my, my friend who helps me uh, uh, Hitoshi is his name and he's, he like coaches me and he find, he found all these, uh, um, YouTube videos about PTSD and oops. Well, the problems that, okay. uh, I was going through, but the whole time that I was preparing for the role, Sam, I was terrified that I'm going to be doing this with Glenn Close, who I hadn't met yet. So I had no idea what she was going to give me. And I was just prepared for anything that she was going to give me. But it was so, it was so nerve wracking because she's so good. She's an icon. She is a god of acting. And, um, and she's also, she has such a strong sense of self. And me as Sheila, I have like no sense of self. So I just... Mm, you could have fooled me. I, I was terrified. Thank you. Because the first scene you two were in was super intense. You. you did not. Uh, I'm I'm wording it right. You did not ask her to come over your house. You just um, this was all about a request, and it was just sort of like, okay, you're the stranger in my house, and you're going to quote unquote help me bring it. And that that's how I got it from that. That was so, all preparation, honey. That was all preparation. If I hadn't have been as prepared as I was, I would have been a jellyfish on the ground in front of Glenn Close. Now, hold on, wait. I'm, I'm glad you talked about this. You kind of touched on this a little bit. I want to read a little bit of my homework. And you talk about preparation. That's good. What you talked about, for starters, speaking of other actors and actresses, you're the founder of an L.A.-based group, the uh, Torquist Heart um, Productions. Yeah. You uses your theater as a form of teaching, activism. You write and direct, even way back. Well, huh, I don't want to say that right. You are a graduate of UCLA. You studied uh, departmental honors in bachelor's of science and in biological bio anthropology. Yeah, That's correct. Yeah. Now, the the reason I'm bringing all of this together, there's always been this uh, throughout your career has been a one part um, education one part entertainment and they clash uh whether it be now in Tehran or you've done some PSAs for mental health you talk about PSAs on stigma depression PTSD anxiety so what do you feel mm -hmm. it was important to mix the worlds of those two throughout your career or is it just kind of a happy accident that just happens 
a lot over and over and over again. Um, I think it's a happy accident, but I also really believe in the power of the human mind. So I have a feeling that you're so, I, and by the way, Sam, thank you, because you're getting me to think right now, because you're right, there was no, there is uh, me doing all the work with the Los Angeles Department of Mental Health and the P PSAs about PTSD and depression, and then suddenly a role comes to me. So I think that is part of it is my maybe, you know, the, you know, how powerful the mind is. And we, it, it's got, it's got some energy. It's got some power of attraction. So I, that's part of it. What I am really interested in is I'm very interested in people healing their own traumas and healing themselves and opening their beautiful hearts up to each other so that they can love each other regardless of nationality or sex or race or language and to open their beautiful hearts up to all the animals that share our planet with us okay. and um I, that's just my dream for the world is that that happens now, I know you are an animal lover. You are mm -hmm. especially the one and only Malaz Kanhum. Like, I don't I want to say, I want to shout him out, you know. Um, but um, you have done a lot of work in uh, working with animals. And where did you find, uh, is that a peaceful thing? Because sometimes it's just sort of like, it's cool to always have a friend um, around, whether it be pet or what have you. But is it just sort of something you just, gravitated towards or did it just take like you know fish to water was it something just instant you know what as as a child in iran my mom and dad we used to have this huge staircase and and they had a bunch of bird cages so we had a lot of birds and we used to have a dog and as a child i always gravitated toward animals and every time i would see a bird that has a broken wing i wanted to fix it for a long time i wanted to become a veterinarian so I actually volunteered. There's a place in um, Tahanga called the Wildlife Waste Station. And so back when I was 18 and hoping to become a veterinarian, I actually volunteered there to take care of the animals. Um, and I met Betty White because she would come a lot. And um, so I love animals. It's just uh, how I've been forever. And, uh, and I love people. And I want the world to be a world that is safe for people and for animals to live out their lives, you know, and yeah. Okay. So, we like so doing this. Environment's important to me. We like doing a segment on the podcast where we took a deep dive in you on the internet. And I got uh, some questions where it was like things I read on the internet and you tell me if they're true or if there's something someone made up, but things I read mm -hmm. on the internet as an early aspiring stand-up comic, uh -huh. um, you used to hold um, sets, let's say all around the world, but mostly in um, places that didn't exactly think stand-up was so cool if you're talking about the nation you're in. I just want to make sure I got the right. So is that correct? If you're talking about the what that you're in? If you're talking about the what that you're uh, in? some of the nations you were in where they didn't right. take too 
highly to people speaking of power, let alone making jokes about it. Is that true? Right. False? Oh yeah, it's so <laughs> okay. I did, I did stand-up comedy one time in front of a thousand people at the um, Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco. And this was, it was called uh, the Soul Festival. Soul in Farsi means peace. Mm -hmm. So it was a festival of peace and it was, um, um, uh, it was uh, created, it was like we, we brought a bunch of musicians together and I was the host uh, with a friend of mine, Maryam Sayyad. We both were the hostesses of the night. And then I did 20 minutes of stand-up. And the whole point of this festival was to show non-Iranians that Iranians are, we're funny people. We are artists, we're musicians, we're funny. We're not, um, the images that they see of Iran on the television set. Uh, not to say that some of those images are not true, that yes, I mean, the Iranians in Iran are living under conditions that they shouldn't be living under. Um, uh, I, I don't want to go more into that right now, but it's, okay. uh, for 40 years, they, they've been living under a government that uh, does not believe in human rights and they believe in only one form of religion and only their form of religion. And you're not allowed to, uh, proselytize or really practice, uh, many other beautiful, um, religions because of the, the government's hold on, uh, and their control. And they prosecute and they execute and they incarcerate people of different um, belief systems. Um, so, yeah, so some of it is true, but the majority of Iranians, uh, the millions and millions and millions of Iranians were funny people. And, you know, they're people that love poetry and art and um, are hilariously funny. So that was what that stand-up comedy was about, to say, okay. hey, don't be afraid of us. We're funny. Okay. Something else I read on the internet. Um, you're the voice of uh, Farsi and Rosetta Stone. So if I went to yes, Best Buy right now, is, is that true? Yeah. Is that true? Yes, that's so if I true. went to Best Buy right now, uh -huh. just pull it off uh -huh. the counter, pull it off the shelf. It's your voice if I wanted to learn. Um, My voice. My voice. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, there's two women and two men. I'm one of the women. And okay. so you'll hear me say, Salam, Halechetore. And then you'll repeat. And then you'll speak Farsi. Is that like essentially reading the dictionary? Like getting ready <laughs> for that role? Getting ready for the role of Nahid? Or, no, I mean uh, like, the, no, doing the, the role for um, uh, Rosetta Stone. Is oh, it like, for Rosetta Stone. Mm. You're essentially reading no. the dictionary hoping we learn. No, no. Oh, gosh, that would be one boring uh, uh, language program. No, it's... um. From what I remember, it was a few years ago, they would just have me do different words and then different phrases and then different sentences. So, you know, it's okay. so, so it's, so you, you, you get, you get to feel the grammar and how words are used and how they sound and, and it's, and it's a great language program. I, I studied um, Spanish from it and and it works i i speak a little spanish now thanks to rosetta stone well i would hope so you're in the building i mean you might want to learn some stuff too right um, <laughs> and the lastly last thing i read on the internet you're a chicken keeper i love that you know that yes i have a chicken who is 13 years old sam 
Her name is Tara. And during COVID, she was about 11 years old. Now chickens, so you know, only lay eggs about three, four years. This chicken during COVID at the age of 11 started laying eggs again. And I swear to you, I think it is because as horrible as COVID was for the human population, because of planes not flying around and cars not going, because there was no noise pollution and there was no air pollution, animals felt it. And so my chicken had like a whole new life starting again. At 11, she started laying eggs again. And then when the cars and planes started again, she stopped laying eggs and she started laying eggs again a week ago. And she's 13. So, so, and chickens are amazing. Can I give you a chicken story before we go start? Go ahead, go ahead. So, to, so just so people know that animals are sentient and they, um, they know things. My, um, I had these two chickens that they've, since they've passed on. One of them fell into the pond. I have a pond that I made. Um, one of them fell into the pond and chickens can't swim because they don't have the, like ducks, they don't have the, they can't swim. So her friend came up to the kitchen door and screamed an alarm that we'd never heard from these chickens before until we went out and saved her friend and took her friend out of the pond. So they take care of each other. They have each other's backs. And, um, they, they you know, they're, they're, there's altruism. They, you know, it's just the animal world. You know, we, we it's just human beings. We've not cornered the market on um, being having heart and having morals and doing good and taking care of one another. And I, I thank you. And um, that's, that's all my homework. I mean, I dug a little deep. Uh, we do our homework a little bit over here. But lastly, oh. I mean, you were born in Tehran. Just to kind of bring mm -hmm. it full circle, my last few questions, you was born in Tehran. Now you live yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. during 1979, you went through everything. I mean, yeah. during the revolution, at an early age, you witnessed some of things that you just plain shouldn't. Um, yeah. Your dad was a target of the government, and yeah. you guys fleed the country. You left everything you know to come over here, and you start a new life in the U.S. And one of the coolest things, if not probably the coolest things about you, is that you didn't let that negative incident define you. To this yeah. day, you still preach positivity you learn to rise above all of that stuff that you were for no fault of your own born into you teach people others do you still use that to this day to fuel yourself do you look at it like man look how far i come or is it just kind of like hey this happened i'm going to make sure i do better or is it a combination of the stuff I think it's a, I think I got a lot of it from my dad because my dad was a colonel during the Shah's army long before I was born. He was almost 60 when I was born. So he's much older. So he had a wisdom about him, but he was really funny. So even though we were going through some of the most traumatic, uh, horrible time of our lives, we, we, as you mentioned, we'd lost our home. We'd lost, we went from riches to rags overnight. But because of the fact that he was so funny and we would joke around all the time and it was that spirit of humor that kept us human and kept us um, looking forward to the future and, um, and kept us from letting the trauma that was happening 
destroy our lives. Although that said, I, I must say that for my dad, the last 20 years of his life was really tough because he had built an empire. He built schools for kids who didn't have uh, who couldn't afford to go to schools. He built ho uh, hospitals for people who couldn't afford to go to the hospital, free hospitals, free schools. He'd done so much for, for Tehran. And uh, to see, you know, suddenly a new group of people come to power that wanted lots of power and wanted to execute him and said a lot of, you know, uh, untrue things about him just to be able to uh, kill him, which thank God we happen to be in the U.S., they took everything. They took all our land, all our, everything we had. Um, we survived. And, um, um, but it was because of humor. It was because of humor and love and love of family that uh, I'm, I'm able to be a person today that um, I take good care of my friends and family and make people laugh. And, and um, you know, it, it's important for me to help people who are, going through uh, traumatic experiences or people who have had trauma in their past to look at their trauma so their trauma doesn't um, sabotage their lives. So yeah, that's all because of my wonderful dad who passed away in 1999. Uh, uh, man, he taught you a lot. And one of the things I, this is my last question. Um, we're, we're, we're getting against it. I know, but um, you've done so much. I love watching. I can't wait to watch next next week, uh, season two. I have no idea what you're gonna do, um, hey. because I gotta ask. Out of everything you've done, what advice would you give to someone who's aspiring to just do what you do, whether it be acting, whether it be stand up, whether it be just living in the world of positivity when there's so much negativity? Um, what advice would you give them? I know it's opening the, the question. No, do the work is is the the best advice I can give. So, if if you're someone who wants to do stand up, find a place that has an open mic and keep going. Live for the work. Don't worry if you have some hecklers in the audience or if someone says, "Ah, oh, you're not funny." Don't listen to that. If you love the focus on your love of the work. Because your love of the work is going to force you to do the work again and again and again, whether it's stand up, whether it's acting, going to acting class. And let's say, do you know that when I first started off at the Ruskin School of Acting, John Ruskin one day told me right after a scene I did, you make me want to throw up. That's what wow. he said. And he was right. What I was doing was vomitous. It was bad. But I love the work so much that you just have to keep going at it, keep going at it and don't stop, especially in the art world, especially in acting and stand up. This is one of those fields that it's just a matter of time before you make it. And a, a lot of actors stop because they're like, oh, my God, I have too much self-respect to continue on, you know, in a, in a field where you have no agency and, you know, you, they want to start families. And, and it really is with, with stand-up, I'm sure, too, but definitely with acting. It's one of those fields where um, 
you don't get to spend a whole lot of time with your family because every single job that comes to you, you have to do a ton of work and preparation and research for. So, uh, so it is hard on the family, but if you stick to it, if it's, if it's what you love, just keep doing the work, doing the work. And I promise you, you will make it but you just have to keep doing it, keep doing the work. Because the more you do the work, the more you hone your craft, the better you're going to get. And eventually, it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Sheila, I could talk to you all day, but unfortunately, I can't. Um, I want everyone, if we put your IG at the start of the podcast, if one more, your IG, your Twitter, where can they find you? I know they're going to see you. Season two of Tehran. Lord knows I want to see you because I want to see what you do next time. But where can they find you? They can find me uh, on Instagram. I'm Sheila Omi, S-H-I-L-A-O-M-M-I. So I think it's at Sheila Omi or at Omi Sheila, one of those, but it's Sheila Omi. It's, it right. sounds like Shyla, but it's Sheila. Oh, come on. Just know the song. Uh, one more time. Oh, Sheila, let me love you too. I don't know the rest. <laughs> right. Hey, there you go. That's how you got to do it. That's how you remember it. Sheila, yeah. thanks so much for coming to the podcast. We love Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. And I can't wait to see what you do next week. I'm dead serious. Apple TV is fired up. Can't wait to see it. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. You're so welcome. And it was so much fun spending this past 20 minutes with you. Thank uh, you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Sam. We appreciate Bye. you. All right. Thanks, Ed. Okay. Bye. And there you have it. That was a great, yes, great interview with our girl, Sheila Ami. Please check her out on Tehran season, well, it's season two now. But um, she, man, she, you got to watch her in the show. You got to watch her in the show. If you heard that interview, man, you got to watch her. As more of her other projects, whether that be on IG at Sheila Ami or Twitter at Ami Sheila. It's all right there. Check her out. She's awesome. I thank her so much for jumping to this podcast. Speaking of podcasts, I want to talk about our podcast brothers, our frenemies, or whatever you want to call it. As the good folks, act to act accordingly podcast. Look, they did their last podcast in the vacuum. That was actually a great experiment. I wish we could do more vacuum podcasts, but our good folks, you got to check them out. At the Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. Yes, Bash and Z. Man, I can't wait for the crossover episode, but there's some good dudes over there. So, check them out. We was on our best behavior because we got guests though. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Bash and Z, check them out. It's called Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. And... That's what we got for right now. This was fun. I can't wait to see how this season works out on Tehran. And I got more questions. Well, I may have more questions. I think I already know what I'm talking about. But um, as the season goes on, Sheila is doing a great, great job at portraying the character Nahia Kamali. And I, I, mm, I got questions about her character. That that's her character. But Sheila will, and will always be awesome. So check her out, Sheila Ami, on IG and Twitter. Ami Sheila, 
And you can always check us out at your home for everything revolving around the Just Talk With Sam podcast. That is samshownation.com. Uh, your home for everything revolving around Just Talk With Sam podcast. We're there. No GN talking at Gmail. No GN talking on Facebook. No GN talking on Instagram. Just talking with Sam. Also, if you want to talk to me personally on Twitter, I am Sam Show Eleven. It's all right there. We will see you guys next week. Peace out.